Hello and welcome to Elevating Founders, a podcast for early stage founders to hear the stories behind the change makers and disruptors in the tech sector who are responsible for tackling the world's biggest challenges. Brought to you by London Tech Week and Founders Forum. Hi everyone, we've got quite a unique episode for you today with Mark Sutherland, CMO of Missouri Partnership, speaking to Ron Nowlin, SVP of Aerospace and Military Aviation from Eagle Picture about all things space tech. Mark and Ron discuss the level of innovation it takes to power the Mars mission, why it's imperative to surround yourself with people smarter than you, and what it takes to build products that simply cannot fail. Both being Missouri residents and advocates, they share how the big pull of living in Missouri is the lifestyle, from outdoor activities, sports, and the friendliness of the people. Don't forget to check the show notes for the great resources we have been collaborating with Missouri Partnership on, such as a report detailing the tech hotspots in the area and the companies leading the way. Enough from me. Over to you, Mark. Well, welcome to this edition of the London Tech Week Elevating Founders podcast. I'm Mark Sutherland. I wear a couple of hats. Well, wearing a World Championship Super Bowl hat as well. Uh, But I'm the CMO of Missouri Partnership, and I'm also the British Honorary Consul to Missouri. In these two roles, in the the Missouri Partnership role, I get to brag about Missouri all over the world and let people know uh, some of the innovation and technology going on in the state. And in my role as the British Honorary Consul, I represent British government interests here in the state of Missouri. So you could say I'm part of a, a very vibrant bridge that exists between the United Kingdom and Missouri. And I have the privilege of being joined today by uh, Ron Nowlin with Eagle Picture Technologies. Uh, It's an amazing Missouri company, deeply involved in space, military, commercial, medical technology. Ron's been with Eagle Picture since 96, now serves as the SVP of aerospace and military aviation. And over his 23 year career at Eagle Picture, he's involved in pretty much everything. Uh, very instrumental in growing the company. Responsibilities now cover the entire aerospace and military aviation business unit. So I'm thrilled that you were able to join me today, Ron. Uh, before we dig into some questions, which uh, I think are going to be a, a very interesting conversation, can you just give us a, a high-level overview of, of Eagle Picture? Sure, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you uh, letting me join the podcast. But uh Eagle Pitcher is a fairly old company that a lot of not a lot of people have heard about. Uh, the company was founded in 1843. Uh, was founded in the Cincinnati area, actually originally as uh, Eagle White led company, and in the early 1900s, it merged with the uh, Pitcher Mining Company that was in the Joplin, Missouri area, to form the name Eagle Pitcher. And since then, has gone on to do a lot of different things, particularly on the power side of things. So. We do a lot of specialty batteries for uh, military, as you mentioned, uh, aerospace, uh, implantable medical devices, and that's what the company's really built around today. So if you're not in those markets, you probably haven't heard of Eagle Pitcher, but we do some really amazing things. So you, you touched on you know some of the technology just there. Um, I mean, one of the coolest things for me, I mean, I grew up in, in Bombering when I grew up watching the space shuttle and, you know, inspired by NASA and space camp. Your products are currently on Mars, um, which is incredibly cool. Uh, but how, how, I mean, the nerd in me wants to say, right, how the heck did you get involved in the space program? Well, you know, it was uh, actually before my time. I know I've, I've been here for a long time, but uh, Eagle Pitcher, you know, as I mentioned, started back in the 20s really doing battery work. 
And it really stemmed from the lead and zinc deposits that they were mining, doing lead-based batteries, zinc-based batteries. And so getting into the space industry, the early batteries that were used in space missions were actually a silver-zinc chemistry that we even still build today. And so when you look back in time, uh, Eagle Pitcher actually supplied a silver-zinc battery that flew on the first U.S. satellite, which was Explorer 1 that launched in January of 1958. And from there, it just kind of ballooned into... uh, you know, a lot of different missions that use that battery chemistry. It was eventually migrated into nickel cadmium batteries and then migrated into nickel hydrogen. And today, almost everything that goes into space is lithium ion. So, um, you know, the the history is amazing from, you know, even the Apollo days. I worked with a couple of the guys that were originally involved, you know, and, you, you know, everybody knows the Apollo 13 story. And when they lost the fuel cell, uh, the primary power they had were batteries. And most of those were all Eagle Pitcher batteries. And I worked with a couple of engineers at the time. We're on a direct line with NASA that helped NASA understand how to use the batteries to get the most energy out of them, to get the batter- to get the astronauts back. So, you know, a lot of history over the years, but it really started with that first battery in 1958 that went up on Explorer 1. And then you're powering the International Space Station. Uh, I've been in your lobby, and there's a battery from the <laughs> yeah. International Space Station as a table. I was I was like sitting at the table that was it was it was cool. I'm 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 nerding out. I'm I'm sure. But like so, well, you know, and that that really was an idea that I had because it's very rare that we get a battery that goes into space and then comes back, and it was such a rare thing that we wanted to do something with it so uh, everyone would get a chance to see it. So. The nerdy part of me said, hey, I'm going to make a table out of this and put it in the lobby. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Now, and currently the, you're, you're powering the, the Mars missions and you've powered a few of the, the, the Mars missions. Talk a little bit about the innovation and the work that's gone on with, with that project. You know, the, the Mars missions are amazing. And, I, you know, I, when I've been in the space business long enough that it really got to be a little bit mundane and that, you know, I always hear the stories about, you know, the, the late 60s, early 70s and how people would sit around the TV and watch all the missions and it got to the point where, you know, so many things were launching that that we didn't even really know about it. Missions would launch all the time. But uh, the latest Mars mission uh, on Mars 2020 or Perseverance was really, to me, felt like an, an old beginning space mission type program. We actually had a celebration at the facility. We broadcast the launch live and we went through the whole gamut of it. And it was it, it, it's really starting to reinvigorate space and, and, and what happens there. We actually had 10 silver zinc batteries that were on the launch vehicle that helped launch it into space. We had four thermal batteries that were on the system that actually deployed all the landing system to get the rover on the surface of the of Mars. And then we have uh, a lithium ion battery that actually provides the primary electrical power for the, the rover as it drives around. So, you know, a lot of different uh, technologies, different facilities, different people involved here. But uh, it was really exciting getting to go to Mars. And like I said, having an event like that where we can get everybody around, you know, in a facility and watch the broadcast was was really pretty exciting. So now you're you're you didn't start in Missouri, but you're you're in Missouri now. You've been in Missouri for, for quite a while. Joplin, Missouri. So not a lot of people internationally know where Joplin, Missouri, actually not a lot of people internationally uh, who have not been to America know where Missouri is. It's in the, the vast Midwest. And there's a a huge amount of innovation and entrepreneurship that takes place across the Midwest and and, and across Missouri. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about your, the company coming to Missouri and, and why Missouri continues to be an ideal location for, for Eagle Pitcher? 
So when, when you say Eagle Pitcher didn't start in Missouri, at least the battery portion of it did. So, you know, the, the, the Eagle portion was based out of Cincinnati. The pitcher portion was based out of Joplin. And uh, really the reason that the pitcher mining company was in Joplin were because of all the lead and zinc uh, mineral deposits that were here. So it, it, it started around the mining industry. Uh, but over time, Eagle Pitcher branched out into a lot of other things. And, and most of what Eagle Pitcher did was very specialized. Um, and the same thing with batteries, you know, when, when people come in, they ask us, you know, do you do cell phone batteries or do you do laptop batteries? That's, that's not what we traditionally do. Everything that we do is very, very specialized. And if you were to come to Joplin, Missouri, there are a lot of industries that have developed kind of around that industry. You know, there's three or four different cable and harness manufacturers in the area that, that focus on that kind of work, a lot of machining operations. And so we try to do as much local work as we can you know, for all those components that go into it. And so uh, m- most people, when they come to small Joplin, Missouri, it's about, you know, if you put a dot in the middle of the United States, you get pretty close to hitting Joplin, Missouri. Uh, not a lot of people are familiar with it. But uh, if you were to come here, you'd be surprised at the number of industries that are built around the, the aerospace and defense type businesses. So is is location, do you think location's key? I know we've got a lot of, everybody's kind of trying to move to remote working these days. But that that location, that that ecosystem of of talent and companies, do you think that's that's still important today? I think it is very important, and we're 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 very nicely centrally located across some major universities. One of those being uh, Missouri S and T, which used to you know I'm I'm still used to calling it Rolla, you know, in the old days. But you have a very well known engineering school. Um, that is just up the road from us. So, you know, being able to recruit locally is is really important to us. We find that people that are from the area typically like to stay here. And uh, some of the newer engineers that come in, you know, I've got one that was just just left my office a few minutes ago that's been out of school for three years. And he's working on the uh, Orion crew vehicle battery. So, you know, he's gonna help send man in space. And I said, did you ever really grow up in this area thinking you're gonna go to engineering school come to Eagle Pitcher and you're going to be working on, on programs that are going to send man into space. That's just kind of crazy. And, you know, I think a lot of people have a lot of pride around that. So, but I think, you know, from the most part, the, uh, the universities are great. We have out of our close to 900 employees, we have about 200 engineers. So it's a very heavily engineering driven organization. So a lot of material scientists and, and it takes a lot of those type of people to help, help make the company go. And there's a lot of talent in the area. Um, the workforce, for the most part here, is incredibly good. We've got uh, employees, when they come to workforce, they tend to stay for long periods of time. So even though I've been here close to 25 years, I still seem like a junior employee at times with some of the other folks that I work with. So you, you mentioned talent and people you know, going to Rolla, uh, S&T, and, uh, and, and coming back. And there's a lot of interest these days in, in, in space, particularly. I mean, Richard Branson recently uh, did his, uh, his his crazy mission to, yeah. to 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 space, and and it was very exciting to to watch. Uh, but it, I mean, on two sides, one if if you're a talent and you're looking to get into into tangential in space industry or, or tangential to that, because I know you do a lot more than than just space, or if if you're an entrepreneur looking to to do a, a startup in in the space or the technology uh, industries. What kind of advice would you give to those two two groups of individuals as far as how do you get into this, what I think is one of the coolest industries <laughs> in the world? 
Well, I, you know, if, at first, I think you need to understand the industry a little bit. And if you're on the technology or the innovation side of it, really takes a lot of research on the front end to find out what, what the markets really need. You know, for us, we spend a lot of time looking at, you know, what the next technologies could be and uh, where we need to advance technology. And if you're a startup and you have something that's a little unique, it's, it's really important to try to find kind of the edge and where that really fits. If you're looking at specifically like the markets that we're in, where you're looking at space or some of the defense applications, there's as much around the infrastructure of the business as there is the technology. Um, I always I always joke around and people that work for me have heard me say this a hundred times, but somebody says, oh, you work for a defense company, you make $500 hammers. And I explained to them that it's still a $10 hammer, but it takes $490 worth of paperwork to ensure that it's a hammer and it does what it's supposed to. And I, I joke about that a little bit, but really there is a lot that gets built around the infrastructure of a business to be able to you know, when you weld something to be able to inspect all the welds properly, or if you solder to be able to inspect those properly. Uh, when you build a product, every piece of every component that has to have traceability in that. So we have to know where all the powders come from and serialize all the parts. And um, there's a whole lot of infrastructure that has to be built around making products that go into to these markets. So it's great to have the innovation side of it, but you also have to have the infrastructure to be able to to show that you can adequately do what needs to be done. So we always say that we make products that just can't fail. And uh, that's kind of kind of our philosophy that uh, anything that we manufacture and the products that they go into just can't fail. And it uh, takes a lot of discipline to make that happen. Gotcha. So I, I guess for both entrepreneur side and for, for somebody just talent wanting to go in, you know, having that 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 ecosystem to be a part of is 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 rather important, and being able to to glean on the expertise of others because we can't be good at everything. Um, That's right. Think, you know, it's it's kind of key for for any founder to, uh, uh, to to surround themselves with people smarter than they are. Um, it's you hear that a lot, but it's it's I think it's a very uh, very appropriate approach to, uh, to to any founder and entrepreneur to to make sure that you've got the best people in the room with you. Well, if you yeah, I was going to say, if you spend any time around me, you'd find out that every person that works for me is smarter than me. So, you know, uh, definitely need a lot of smart people around you. So you're international now. Um, so I noted I was doing, perusing the website and seeing where, you, where you're where you at uh, around the world. Production, I think, is still mostly in the U.S. Is that correct? Yeah, most of our productions in the U.S., we do some international work. Um, one of the things over the years that's really been a hindrance to doing more international work is that uh, most of our products get controlled by ITAR or International Traffic and Arms Regulations. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for us to do work outside the U.S. Um, and actually, you know, in most of the markets where we're at in the aerospace and defense side now, there's even actually more of a push to do more domestically. So we've got a meeting that's coming up with one of the branches of the military uh, next week. And they're looking at some of the key components uh, from the raw material supply and other things. And how do we, uh, you know, get more reliance on onshore or domestic supply of those products? There's there, there's more concern about uh, some of the supply in, in, in areas outside the U.S. and uh, the, the availability of those in the future. So domestic supply becomes pretty important. But on the international side of it, we have a joint venture in Europe. Uh, that's been in place there for about 45 years. And for us, uh, you know, having that presence there is is pretty critical. So 
Um, you know, it, it's uh, most of our products take a lot of specialized engineering and support. And without having that there, it makes it difficult to do do the international work. Gotcha. Now, now you touched on the, on the ITAR and, and the, the, the desire for onshoring. As an international company looking at the U.S. market, looking to get into this area of the industry, um, are there hoops to i mean it sounds like there's hoops to jump through and yeah and and i's to dot and t's to cross and a whole bunch of other letters involved as well any advice you would give to them as they're looking at the u.s are there models that work is it would it be good to do a venture or a, a fully independent subsidiary or h- how would you advise a founder or an entrepreneur to look at the u.s market well, well believe it or not in the markets that we're in it's easier to sell products into the u.s today than it is for us to sell them outside the u.s uh, but I think you hit on a couple of key topics there that if, if you're wanting to bring your product to the U.S., I think having a partner here is pretty important. And also investing in a, uh, a domestic um, uh, division here as well. So, you know, we have one of our biggest competitors that supplies here in the U.S., but they have a, a domestic division and they put a firewall around that to isolate it from, you know, the the other you know parts of the company that are outside the U.S. But I think we're going to see that trend uh, more and more, and that having the domestic presence and the manufacturing capability here in the U.S., particularly for the specialty type products that we do, are going to be very critical. So one of the discussions that we have next uh, next week about domestic supply, you know, a big topic of that will be how that factors in not only domestic companies, but foreign companies that are setting up domestic manufacturing capability. And so, again, it's becoming a pretty big topic for our industry. Uh, and we touched at the beginning, I've talked about, you know, how you know, people don't really know, especially international, know where Missouri is, not know much about Missouri. Um, you've been you've been in Missouri for 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 quite a while. I have as well. Um, any highlights that uh, if you were chatting with everybody at London Tech Week in person, what would you tell them that they, they need to come experience and, and enjoy in, in the middle of the middle of America? Well, most people will start out with that, with all the outdoor activity. So, you know, there's a, a lot of activity where you can, you know, a, a lot of people like to do uh, hiking and, you know, there are a lot of lakes in the area that you can enjoy. Um, some people like to go to Branson, Missouri. Everybody hears of Branson, Missouri. But where we're located, you know, we're centrally located around several several larger cities. Um, so there's there's basically a wealth of activity to be able to do here, you know. You've got your Kansas City Chiefs hat on. I usually try to get to a couple of games a year. And this weekend, I'm going to a Kansas City Royals game. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. But in general, I think the one thing that I always find about this area, and particularly with our customers, they are surprised at how friendly uh, people are in this area. You know, genuinely, you can, you, you're not a stranger. You can walk up and meet somebody on the street and have a conversation with them. And they're, they're, our customers in particular always talk about how open and transparent we are in dealing with them. So it's not that we don't have our issues and problems, uh, you know, on programs that we have to work through, but we're honest and upfront. So I think just generally in this area, people are friendly and they're honest and they're upfront and they want to do all the right things. So, you know, for me living in this area, you know, I grew up here and, you know, when you're young, you think, oh, at some point in time, I'm going to go off and see the world. And, you know, I've got to travel a lot and do that, but uh, it's kind of kind of like, uh, you know, in Kansas, they say there's no place like home. It's kind of that way that there's there's a lot of great people here. Wonderful. So what's what's uh, what's next for Eagle Picture? You've done some 
amazing things over history, and uh, I'm intrigued where you're where you're taking the company next. So you know, one of the things that's really really unique about Eagle Pitcher is that we've worked on so many different battery chemistries, and I had to go through and count up you know, what we've worked on in the last 30 years, and there were over 30 different battery chemistries. So um, we do a, a, a gamut and we always, there's two phrases that the, the two things that I learned the first day I started Eagle Pitcher, there's primary batteries and secondary. Primary battery means it's not a rechargeable. Secondary means that it is a rechargeable. So I really divide the market in, into those two different categories we've designed some really unique non-rechargeable systems uh, that are based off a of hybrid chemistry between uh, uh, lithium carbon monofluoride and lithium manganese dioxide that give a very unique combination of high energy and high power. So we're starting to see some markets that uh, are becoming enabling by the technology that, that we've developed there. But on the rechargeable side of it, you know, everybody knows lithium ion there's different flavors of different of lithium ion depending on what you want to do, whether you want long cycle life or you want high power or you want high energy. And we've done a really good job over the years of doing the really unique high power type applications. But our real focus right now is on the high energy roadmap, looking at what's next in energy. So today you can get a lithium ion that's 200 to 240 watt hours per kilogram. We have stuff that we're testing now that's in the 300 to 400 watt hour per kilogram. You know, not, not ready to go to market with it yet, but testing the boundaries of how much energy you can get in a particular volume or particular weight. So some of it is with derivatives of lithium ion and some are, are, are basically new battery chemistries that we're working on as well. I think I read somewhere you you exceed your expectations. Uh, there's something about some of the original batteries on Mars. <laughs> they were designed to last a certain time and then they actually lasted exponentially longer. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, you know, I was talking about Apollo 13, um, talking with the engineers that helped get the astronauts back. They told us that the batteries actually delivered two times the energy of what they were really rated for. So if the batteries would have been built and designed just to the specification, the astronauts would not have made it back. But they were able to, to over-design the batteries and, and get them back because it delivered twice the energy. But we also have things like Hubble Telescope. I always tell this story that, you know, we built a replacement battery for Hubble. And uh, after 19 years, they finally took a 13-year-old replacement battery up in space because the space shuttle program was retiring and replaced it. So it was originally a five-year mission battery designed for five years. And after 19 years, it was still going and they replaced it with a 13 year old battery. So, and that battery is still operating today. So things last a long time. That's for sure. Oh, good. So good quality, quality control on your part. I, exactly. I and that goes back to that whole infrastructure type thing that I was talking about before, ensuring that the products are quality that are going into it. You know, the, the raw materials and subcomponents are going in, meet their expectations too, as you build your product along. Gotcha. So yeah, so definitely ecosystem and talent pipeline are, are incredibly important, really smart people, surrounding yourself with really smart people and with, <laughs> with really significant partners as well. And, and I definitely realize that there's a lot of exciting things going on uh, in, in the industry, in the space industry, and, and we'd even touch on health and, and, and defense and, and some of the other, the other areas that you're involved in. So I, I would encourage everybody to, uh, I'm, we'll put this in the show notes, uh, download the the innovation and opportunity in the heart of the USA report that London Tech Week put out. 
Um, it's got a lot of great insights, some information on Eagle Picture, but also on the other uh, sectors of technology that are, that are going on around Missouri that are relevant to growing and innovative companies. Um, but really appreciate the, the time today, Ron. I want to pause a second, see if there's anything else you'd like to add, brag profusely about the Eagle Picture in some way. Uh, uh, just give you the floor for a second here. Well, I really appreciate that. And uh, I think if I really want to brag on anything, there's been a lot of people before me, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people after me in Eagle Pitcher. But uh, um, like I said, I, I, I surround people with a lot, surround myself with a lot of smart people. But what I'd really like to brag on is the employees that we have at Eagle Pitcher. I mean, we've got some brilliant minds here. Uh, you can go out and read Lyndon's Battery Handbook and find people that work for us that write sections of, of battery technology. In that book, we've got some of the greatest employees here that are, are you know, dedicated and understand what they're building the products for. And, uh, you know, I always tell people you can't build a successful business without good people. And we're really fortunate to have great people here. So uh, I want to kind of give a shout out to everybody that uh, is here at Eagle Pitcher and makes us a, a great company. So I really exactly. appreciate you having me here. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, when you're back in Joplin, swing by and we'll have to... Uh, Take another look at least at the the space station battery or something. Definitely. Absolutely. So so really appreciate it, Ron. Thanks for your time. Thanks, everybody, for for listening to uh, today's discussion. And uh, then also actually also look forward to seeing everybody, hopefully in person, in September uh, at London Tech Week. So thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Elevating Founders. If you have any questions or comments, head over to our social channels linked in the show notes to join the conversation or email us at elevatingfounders@informa.com. If you enjoyed this episode, we would really appreciate it if you could rate and subscribe to our podcast. See you next time.